hamster with a blunt penknife would do it quicker. Welcome back to uh, Hamster with a Blunt Penknife. We've been on a long trawl through the wilds of Scaro, Stephen and I. Say hello, Stephen. Uh, well, I would do, but unfortunately, I I cocked up my uh, jump last week and I fell down a big ravine. Oh, <laughs> so I can't make no. it for this episode. I'm sorry. Hang on. Are you in the TV? Are you in the movie or the series? Because there's only one way you make it through this, I'm afraid. <laughs> Uh, I'll have to be the movie version then, yeah, with blue skin. Yeah, we're going to have to put loads of makeup on you, loads of foundation on your face. Um, <laughs> Stephen, do you have a fact for us from the Big Book of Daleks? I do, from the Dalek Pocket Book. From the Dalek <laughs> go on, go on. The Dalek Pocket Book and go Space on. Traveler's Guide, page 37. The Spectro Scanner. Oh, God. The spectroscanner is based on the ancient spectrograph. Oh. It indicates the presence of minerals and is now used to track down Daleks. Special spectroscanners are designed to register only Dalekanium. So when they register nothing, you know there are no Daleks about. Oh my God. How big is that book? This little slim tome. Like, like is then, it all just facts like that? Well, there's about let's say 50 pages of Dalek facts, mm -hmm. complete with the Dalek, and there's some nice pictures as well. And then you've got another 40 pages of uh, space facts telling you about space. Jupiter and Saturn and Mercury that no one, no one has ever read. You know, you know, Terry Nation had a, an obsession with writing the word space. Like he has space medicine in one story, the space service. He does. Yeah. I think he thinks that makes it like really epic when he slaps the word space before something else yeah if you're in space don't go and see a doctor don't go and see a space doctor let's not even pretend though that like millions of children didn't buy that book and devour those facts yeah well perhaps as many as watched the last episode of uh Akka the Daleks oh that's a good in off you go so we've reached February now. It's the 1st of February, 1964. The Daleks has been on for, mm, uh, it's entering its third month. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, the time of day is uh, 18 minutes past five. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a 22 minute and 24 second episode. Okay. And uh, last week's score was 10.4 million. And mm -hmm. this week, ah, it's holding its own at 10.4 million. That's phenomenal. But, What's the chart placing? So after the ordeal, everybody who watched that said, I want more of that. I'm coming back next week. So hang on. Where did the yeah. uh, the ordeal chart? Uh, okay. So the, uh, we've had, it's gone from the chart position of 67. Okay. Down to, down to 78. Oh, dear. And then it swung back up over a couple of episodes. Uh, 27 for episode five. 29 for episode six and then episode seven hits the chart position of 25 christ so it's in the top 30 for the, and i don't think even sydney newman thought this was going to happen that it would be like one of the big hitters for the, and this was a time wasn't it where there was like two channels or something so, yeah. so you had basically uh bbc one or itv or whatever it was called at yeah. the time granada or something yeah, and insanely, the inside the spaceship, stroke edge of destruction, stroke beyond the sun. Oh no! Uh, that oh. gets ten point four million viewers as well. So it's three weeks in a row, uh -huh. and gets a chart position of twenty one. So it rises four places oh for, for what is. Hang on. Uh, Were they all back though for the second part? 
No. <laughs> I'm not surprised. That's where the rot sets in. I know, but I reckon uh, some... I could go on and read the entire history of the show, but I'm not going to. I bet you some parents saw Susan brandishing those scissors and thought, Mm-mm-mm. I'm not letting my yeah, kids watch this. Approximately one million parents saw that and thought that. Oh, well, it didn't plummet back down to six million then, so that's good. No, no. Just uh, 10%. Um, so I, I have completely forgotten what this episode is actually called. Uh, this episode is, uh, I think this is the, oh no, is it the first episode that's got the same title as a complete Doctor Who story? Is he called the Daleks? No, the chase? No. 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 It's the rescue. Oh, good grief. <laughs> like I said, imagination was flying around in the 60s, eh? Yeah, okay. The rescue, not to be confused with the rescue. <laughs> okay. Shall we leap into the rescue then? Yeah, well, somebody's got to rescue us. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, let's go. Oh, our last oh, no, chance no. to delve into the fabulous William Hartnell title sequence. Yes, there's a, there was a documentary yesterday about Delia Derbyshire, which I haven't got around to watching yet, but uh, or a drama documentary, which I have to see. Um, oh, is it like um, Adventures in Space and Time? Is it actually like a... Uh, it's, it's, more, well, it's a mix of interviews and drama, documentary and stuff, so it's it's, it's a bit all over the place. But um, yeah, I, I, I all I know is on Twitter, everyone's complaining they had loads of inaccuracies and historical flaws, but I don't care, just as long as it's entertaining and... Got a few facts in there, um, Stephen. I don't know how to tell you this, but I put on the wrong yeah. episode. Have you? I'm now recording, and I'll count us in in five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. The rescue. Again. Okay. I have a new question for you to see us into episode seven, and that is if a Doctor Who story is longer than four episodes long so sixes five sixes and sevens or eights and tens and twelves does the climax have any hope at all of being satisfying after all that build-up um well hang on which one's got well i i cite the war games again that's got a great climax oh, god um, damn it you've chosen the one but then you think about stories like the Silurians, that's pretty good ending. Inferno, it's so Inferno, episode yeah. six is amazing. And then it just sort of peters out, well, doesn't it? Well, uh, Inferno's arguably a four-parter where three of the episodes happen twice. Oh, you're a clever sod, aren't you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Genesis of the Daleks. There you go. That's got a good ending. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, it, yeah, it depends on the writer, doesn't it? I think... Yeah, but you've got to be careful. You know, you've really got to put out the stops for the last episode, and you've got to kill off your characters that nobody likes. Like this fella, yeah, yeah. But I think, um, yeah, I think you're right. You've got to keep something up your sleeve for the, like Davros being killed. Oh, spoiler. Because um, I can think of many a Pertwee six part that's limped to its final episode. Yes, and just kind of run out of steam and stopped. That's on film, isn't get, it? Is uh, film? Invasion of Time, which oh ends brilliantly at the end of episode four. Yeah. And then two more, which are okay. Yeah, I, but, I, I, I struggle with those last two as they wander yeah. around that mental hospital. Yeah, and they, they're not as 
it's weird that well i watched it again recently and thoroughly enjoyed it all the way through but i have watched it and found the last two episodes a drag uh, which is odd because you think now things should shift up a gear but instead they just sort of stay on the same gear and you know do you think it was a smart move in the 80s then to like cut out there's only like one six part length story and they're all either twos yeah. or fours i think that was quite a smart move yeah yeah they didn't need them anymore and um i think the two parters um at least maintain the interest you get a new one part one to keep the viewers watching oh my god that dalek is holding up a map just like the one in planet of the daleks their handwriting's awful. That's just a mess. Nobody can read that. It's not as bad as Susan's from the earlier episode. <laughs> yeah. So I, apparently, originally, um, they were going to have the... Do oh, hello. Uh, the Doctor and Susan were going to be tortured with sonic waves. Oh. The original... Ah, oh, senseless evil killing. Did they... What, did they like? not like the idea of them being tortured then? I don't know why they changed it. Perhaps, um, yeah, but basically the idea of the Doctor and Susan being trapped in a room while the radiophonic workshop tried to kill them is, is so brilliant. I wish we'd had it. I would love to have seen Carol Ann's performance, at least. <laughs> Jesus, well, look at perhaps them. that's why they didn't do it. Barbara, they look proper grubby, don't they? Yeah, and they're, oh, they're desperate. They're out of hope. This is a very Terry Nation scene. Mud on your face. You've got yeah. no hope. There's nothing you can do. You failed. They've got to look this bad because they've been for an episode called The Ordeal. Yeah. Well, they're survivors. Um, oh, and now they're going to mount a rescue. <laughs> yes, having gone through The Ordeal and the expedition. And they're going to face the Daleks. Oh, that's the name of one of the episodes, isn't it? No. Oh, are you sure? I thought that was episode two. There's, no, no episode of The Daleks is called The Daleks. And how has it become known as The Daleks then? Uh, I think it was the Radio Times, or possibly Jeremy J. Bentham, who uh, invented the name for it uh, after the event. Was it always known as the Mutants then, back then? Uh, it wasn't, I, I think, it wasn't actually really known as anything. It was just like Serial B. <laughs> um, Gripping and stuff. And that was, that was true of all the Hartnells uh, early on. That they didn't really have individual names. Each episode would have a name, and you'd have a serial that ran for seven episodes. But is that why we now, all these years later, still debate the titles? There's no debate. It's Aka the Daleks. Aka of the Daleks. Aka, aka the Daleks. Oh, for goodness sakes! All right, that's what I'm going to call it from now on. Aka the Daleks. Aka the Daleks. <laughs> okay, look, they're finally out of the rocks. Look, they've he's just found a hole in the rock face. To oh. a, a stock picture of some pipes. <laughs> oh, yeah, we look so happy, though. They're nice pipes. He's never going to fit through that gap. So, oh, I see. So they're going to use these mirrors to confuse yeah. the... What were their funny picture machines called? Uh, uh, the ranger scopes. To confuse the ranger scopes so they can't yeah. see them coming. Is that right? Um, either that or they're just going to confuse the Daleks. <laughs> Just by what? What are you guys doing? Um, um, I'm assuming hmm. that this fella here, who's rousing them up now, has had some pretty rebellious thoughts in the past because he's gone very quickly from being pure pacifist to being now um, 
Yeah. Uh, oh, it's Alan doing. He's shown them how to fight. He's still got some spunk in him. Um, oh, thank you, Bob. Whereas the others, well, the others have all uh, spent so long on the plateau farming and not really having any predators or whatever. They've lost all their fights. But uh, clearly, Aladdin is still uh, still quite. Um, I've got a question for you. Do you have Do you have that book there with you with the ratings? Does it tell you what who directed what episodes of this story? It certainly does because it's got all the facts in it. Because um, I'm wait wait to... before you tell me, I'm almost willing to bet that Christopher yeah. Barry is back for episode seven because <laughs> suddenly the camera work is really fluid again. But you tell me. Yes, uh, it should say. Uh, okay, well, you're gonna have to fill for a moment. Oh, don't you worry. I can talk about Dalek appendages. You certainly can. The um, <laughs> oh, is this the first alternative Dalek appendage? So they got another thing on their sucker, or are they still just suckers? No, they're still just suckers. Uh, suckers. Oh yeah, who put that third link there, and who who's gonna pick it up? <laughs> At course, least in this story, they they have actually bound them to the wall. In the Dalek invasion of Earth, they're forced to hold the clamps to their neck. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't work. I mean, this works really effective. I mean, they've actually clamped uh, William Hartnell and Caroline Ford to the wall. He's been Why? behaving really badly on set. So they're like, right, <laughs> we're actually going to clamp him there and he's not going to have his lunch. No lunch break for you, William. This must be Christopher Barry. Look, the, the eye stalks yeah. are, are going in and out again. This must be. Yeah. And there's more Daleks in this as well. Yeah, it's definitely Chris Barry. Yeah, I, I can confirm that for you after uh, we had our substitute director last week. Was it Richard Martin? Yeah. Oh, no wonder it was so plodding. <laughs> I, I think anyone would have struggled with that episode. It was a good week to take off. Okay, but now, now I need your excuses for the web planet and the chase. <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no you got me there um listen yeah. and look it's making the noises again in the city like it's it's all very atmospheric again yeah we're back and it's been like what two or three episodes since we've been here um in this in this corridor environment us oh, it's, it's exciting and this time they're on the offensive yeah how exciting look how oh, oh. I like it wet as well because they've shaped those corridors to the Dalek. So when you see a Dalek coming down it, yeah, it's there's no way you can get around it. You can't escape it. It's going to come and exterminate you, unless you duck into an alcove like Ian does. Yeah, or go up some stairs. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, until the new series. Oh, well, until Remembrance, obviously. I know somebody. Uh, her name's Sarah Hugh from uh, the podcast To Watch Who. And she has watched through for the first time Doctor Who up until se they're at season six at the moment. So Trout was last yeah. year. And to her, Ian Chesterton is the ultimate hero of the series, never to be bettered. I, how can you disagree? Um, I mean, you can't what, really, can you? I, I like, I mean, I really like Peter Perkins. I really like Stephen. Um, but it's not, it's not, it hasn't got as substantial like a background, has he? And, He's, well, he's not as yeah. He's, he, I think uh, William Russell's sort of proper Shakespearean style actor. Interestingly, uh, I think probably... Purvis gets more acting opportunities because Hartnell's written out so often. He carries mm. the show, doesn't he, for a lot of season three? Yes, and 
uh, for Big Finish, obviously, his uh, like now his Hartnell impression is so good. Oh um, my god! You know, I, I think that's the perfect way to do a recast as well because it's clearly it's not an impression of Hartnell, is it? But it, yeah. it is like um, an approximation of the character, and he's got yeah. massive love for the actor, and it's all there in the performance. Yeah, and it's it's genuine because you've actually got somebody who was there doing it rather than getting a new person in to to recreate it i think david bradley's kind of is excusable partially because he's so bloody good um but also because he's played the first doctor on the screen have you heard fraser hines's trout uh yeah that's another treat isn't it oh it's uncanny sometimes yeah. <laughs> i don't think i like i don't think um michael troughton and his other son david troughton could do as good a job no no but then sometimes they've done out and out recasts haven't they and some of those have been less successful i think i haven't heard the new part we oh he's he's very good but do you know what they've done there they've done the very clever thing of um giving him time to develop chemistry with katie manning right. and so as soon as you you kind of have the doctor the third doctor and joe and that fabulous chemistry they had yeah i've, I've sold on it straight away oh what's occurring oh oh no There's they're getting trapped ah oh, the old shutting door me. trick this is what happened in episode one <laughs> uh well um it's a standard sci-fi trope isn't it you know if your episode's not exciting start closing a few doors that they have to get through very quickly uh happens in most notably in independence day where at the end where they're getting out they're leaving the spaceship and they got the bomb and it says it's not exciting enough we need to close the blast door so they start closing the blast door Have I so heard, you know but i think i'd rather watch this than independence day oh god yeah yeah uh this is definitely more entertaining oh no Jesus. it's gonna get cut in half they're gonna saw her in half oh this shot here of him of ian holding up the door i've seen yeah. that still picture in magazines in annuals yeah what well, like why was that the publicity photo of choice but ever and ever well i suppose it's suggesting dynamism and action yeah or suggesting just lots of people leaning by a door dodgily. I'm surprised it's taken me this long to realise that the fowls are actually quite buff. Whilst they're holding up that door, all their muscles <laughs> are showing. Those trousers, though, Hey, Barbara's got, Barbara's got the foul trousers now. She didn't start the expedition with those, did she? Oh, no. So, oh, and Terry Nation loves a countdown, and they're counting down now to drop the second neutron bomb. Yeah, but this is the first time round, so it's not a cliche. The first time you do it, it's original. That's true. Yeah, and this is this is the first Doctor Who countdown. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I like. I mean, the number of firsts for the Daleks is just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you could go on and on. I mean, yeah. it can't help being the first for a lot of things because it's one of the yeah. first stories they did. But yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things that they do time and time again, such as countdowns. Do you um, think? Um... Do you think they're pacing this well? Like, is this exciting? I It's all paced very well until... But there's a couple of bits where it just doesn't work, where it just, like, you need to keep it going. And there's too many bits where it goes quiet. And I think the pacing comes from the sound as much as what's happening visually on screen. So you need to have a build-up of sound throughout the episode. 
I think my biggest problem is after watching the Cushing movie, which I think is weaker than this overall, the climax yeah. of that, where they all come at Ian and blow the crap out of that console in a spectacular explosion. Like anything after seeing that feels a bit of a letdown. But you can't compare a TV show made on sixpence and a movie with a massive budget. Oh, no, no, no. And, um, and with the movie, they have to take it to the next level and make it a lot bigger and everything. And uh, Right, okay, so another factoid oh, cool. uh, I discovered. Uh, in the original uh, draft of the Daleks, it was going to be revealed that uh, the neutron bomb that destroyed the planet was not fired by the Daleks or the Thals, it was fired by a third party. Who? Well, we don't know. Because he didn't, he didn't get around to finishing it. So there was going to be another race that had instigated the war between the Daleks and the Thals. And rather having the Daleks all turned off, they'd have uh, made up their differences with the Thals and uh, all become buddies and got off to fix the planet together. That would be a very different story. In fact, you wouldn't be able to do Genesis of the Daleks if that had been the case. Well, no, they wouldn't have been the ultimate force for evil they later became. Um... Well, they probably would have done. They're probably just like, like, yeah, now the Daleks are shits, whatever. But um, someone just hey, came. Someone just came in from the roof. <laughs> He's been sitting there waiting for his cue for for how long? Fifteen minutes. They've managed to topple one Dalek at least. Yeah, I love their big magnet they have to bash him with. Where did they get that from? Oh, oh straight into the camera. Oh, bless yeah. you. And that's what defeats the Daleks, crashing one into that oh, short exactly. circuit. Actually, they set that up earlier, didn't they, with the short circuit? And they did say that they run on power on the floor, so by taking that out, so it does make sense. Oh, this is brilliant. This bit with this Dalek, who, oh no, is it him? One of them, like, goes, ah! And this Eistel goes, like, <laughs> right up on an angle. Yeah, I, oh, and, and Ian and the Doctor just bullshit the Dalek to death. Uh, oh, I feel sorry for them now. They may have been evil, but... Well, you can't argue with Doctor Who, and you can't nick his fluid link either. Look what happens. The Doctor's answer there, he said, even if I wanted to, I wouldn't know how, which I, yeah. is kind of ambiguous as to whether he would have done, even if he could have. Mm, well, his morality's not very set, and that's that poor Dalek, this eye stalk up. Like that was that wasn't like a. I think that that took place over about five or six minutes. That kind of climax. Yeah. Um, it still feels really quick given the six episode build up, doesn't it? Well, and given how much uh, we talked over it, yeah, it's just like <laughs> suddenly. How much conversation did we get while that was going on? Not much. But I think I think in the uh, the abilities that they had at the time, that's probably as good as it was going to get. You know, yes. some scuffles, uh, a Dalek on its side, uh, a Dalek crashing into the camera, and you know, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting debate now where they're saying, um, "What are these machines any good to us?" Uh, you know, uh, all this Dalek stuff they've left behind—is it any use to us? Uh, and it, it's a really, it makes it a sad ending, doesn't it? Even though they defeated the Daleks, nobody's triumphal or uh, so, excited about it. are their stories set after this in the Dalek timeline? In in the Dalek timeline in my head, yes. this is the final, final Dalek story. 
for the dog. That's very Stephen Moffat-y, you know, that the first time he met them is the last time he met them. Yes. Um, so my Dalek timeline is it all kind of makes sense up to Remembrance. And this is the final. So they've all got a sensible timeline up to Remembrance. And uh, this is the final meeting where they've been drained of their power. They've returned to Skaro. They've lost everything. And they're stuck on their planet in their city. And then they the time war happens. And then their timeline gets completely buggered because they're always going back and changing it. Yeah, actually, yeah. And I think when the time war hits, you can't really plot a timeline after that, can you? Exactly. But it still does answer the question, what happens to the new paradigm, Daleks? And does anyone care? No. Oh, those bloody fat licks, honestly. Oh, well done. You've rescued eight chest tubes. This will save your society. What are they? Chest tubes, my dear boy. <laughs> Science. <laughs> Oh. oh, I love this one. You said you wanted advice, but I never give it. Never. But here's some advice. <laughs> oh, and oh, oh he's so good at these looking in the sky and making a speech scenes, isn't he? He's he's a phenomenal actor. And I think this was a part. This was like a gift to him, this part, wasn't it? He absolutely made it his own. Yeah. Well, I might have said before, but my favourite actor to play the Doctor is Matt Smith. Okay. But William Hartnell was the doctor. You know, he is, he, he's, there's no, there's no line between the person and the doctor. He, you know, they're one and the same in my mind. He just embodies it perfectly. I absolutely agree with the latter half of that sentiment. <laughs> I won't tell you Not who, so I won't tell you who my favourite is because you'll probably okay. spit at me. It's Colin uh, Baker. Oh, I know, right? Interesting. Well, you know me, right? There's a few similarities. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Uh, loud and boisterous and good at parties? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah okay, I'll, well, go I'll, I'll go with that. Oh, uh, there's some romance occurring here. Yeah. Please well, have I'm this sorry, terrible sorry blanket. To, I'm sorry, after a yeah, terrible blanket. I made this out of the wool that we stole from the Daleks earlier. Okay, so you have to choose. Now, now, this is hypothetical. I know you're in a relationship. Yeah. If you had to choose yeah. between Ian or Aladon, would you stay on Scaro? Wow, this is a... Uh, uh, was it Snog, Marry, Avoid kind of a question? Uh, okay, so Ian, Aladon, and Nero. Nero. Well, you'd avoid... <laughs> it's very simple. You'd avoid Nero... You'd snog Aladdin and you'd marry Mary. Ian. Oh, that because, is the perfect answer. Because Ian's got a sense of humour and Aladdin really doesn't. And there they go, off on another adventure. Oh, my God. All right, do you know what, though? Right, This might be one of those occasions where, you know, they leave them in charge of the planet. Oh, I don't know if things are going to go well here. This much. Uh, well, they've got... A, it's their own choice. They've got to make their own start. And looking at how... Oh. Um, sensible oh, I, know this... I was about to make a horrible judgment on them there they all look pretty stupid i think they're screwed oh do you know not. what i thought there was going to be a continuity error there because i watched edge of destruction the other day and the bit where they all fall about the console room barbara's not there and she very yeah. cleverly just walked off camera there <laughs> that's very clever in retrospect oh no doctor who you've bucked up your machine again what is going on 
Well, I can't wait to come back for next week and witness it Beyond like, the Sun. It looks like Doctor Who is in a lot of trouble, and I can't wait till Saturday to find out what happens. <laughs> okay, but uh, okay. Before we sum up uh, the Daleks, I just want to say one thing. Right in the edge of destruction, a spring, really. <laughs> yes, really. I think that's brilliant. I think that's perfect. But there we, we go. It would be bad enough, but then they do it again in the space museum. <laughs> he's got he's got more than one spring on that TARDIS, you know. Oh, yeah. There's more than enough cop out at the end of the story. See what we we're talking about? Lousy last episodes. Okay, right. So I have a question for you, an all-conquering question that will challenge you to your very being. Okay. Why should somebody go and get the Daleks off their shelf on the back of the conversation that we have had for the last three and a half hours? Well, hopefully because we have illuminated the very dark corners of the Daleks and also in a very, to a very small extent, smaller than I originally wanted, given some idea of what contexts it might have been viewed in as the very first Doctor Who sci-fi story and something that had never been done on TV before, something new and exciting and something that they, in many ways, never really achieved again. Mm -hmm. Because while the Daleks isn't perfect, it does create a believable alien world that sucks you in and and it gives you enough that your mind can fill in the gaps you can fill in the continent of darren you don't need to see it <laughs> but it it's just wonderful in that respect that it gives you enough to to create the world in your imagination and nothing on screen particularly fails no, in terms of the effects no i agree so it, it's great for those reasons it's it's a surreal little world and it's a glimpse into another century and another time they really go for so, like um scares don't they like making a creepy atmosphere and 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 succeed because they try and do that in the sensor eyes and yeah. well <laughs> yes that's creepy yeah and it's amazing that all their later attempts are trying to live up to this yeah in a way. yeah yeah and none and although they're really good and really entertaining none of them quite make it even like the web planet i think is is trying to like re-engage the audience with the same sort of like like gut visceral reaction that people had to this that took it from what 6.9 to 10.4 million viewers see i was paying attention um amazing well, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, well, that just leaves me to thank you very much for your time once again. I have dragged you through a hedge for seven episodes this time. It's been a complete pleasure. And um, I think you know where we're heading next if I haven't scared you off completely. Well, well uh, it's to a small Welsh mining village. Oh, the I birthplace of Terry Nation. Well, if you expect me to watch The Green Death and not cry, you've got another thing coming, mate, all right? <laughs> that story breaks my heart. But for now, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Absolute delight. Thanks, Joe.